This is the Build Your Path podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. As we continue our Women in Construction Week series, Andrea Harris, Chief Empowerment Executive at Tools and Tierras and Cement Mason joins us to talk how inclusion is an important facet of the industry's workforce. Andrea also co-hosts a podcast called Trades Women Talk Podcast. Welcome on into the Build Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Pine, and I'm once again joined by the president of MCCEI, Jennifer Sproul. Thanks for having me again, Matt. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and our guest today is... Hi, I'm Andrea Harris, Chief Empowerment Executive at Tools and Tiaras and the only female cement mason at the FDNY. So, uh, Andrea, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about Tools and Tiaras and um, how you got involved? Tools and Tiaras was founded by my friend, I call her my sister friend, Judlyn Cassidy. Um, We met 20 plus years ago um, when I was an apprentice cement mason and she was an apprentice plumber. And we, we, I wouldn't say we lost touch, but I went to work for the government and she stayed in the private sector. And she would just post about tools and tiaras all the time. And I was like, if you need me, if you need me to volunteer, if you need me to come teach. And she said, no, I don't need you to walk behind me. I need you to take this walk with me. So she asked me to get on the team and then thus naming me the chief empowerment executive or in real world speak, the (laughs) co-director. That's really cool. That's awesome. So uh, do you just want to walk us through and our listeners through how you got to where you are now, maybe in your early career in in school? Um, Absolutely. I'm from a large immigrant family. I'm from a small island in in the Caribbean called Antigua, Antigua and Barbuda. Um, Both of my parents are tradespeople. My mom is a retired laborer. My dad's a retired carpenter. So trade is in my blood. But, you know, being an immigrant, your family never really wants you to walk in their footsteps or follow their path. So I wanted to go to college. However, like I said, we're we're immigrants and we couldn't afford it. So I ended up working in retail. And I remember my mom saying that her company that she was working for at the time, they wanted to start an apprenticeship program and introduce women to it. And she asked me if I was interested. And I was, my response was absolutely, I'd do anything. I have five sisters, four sisters and a brother and none of them believed that I could do this. They were like, there's just no way. And I said, I'll do it. And this year will be my 26th year as a cement mason. Wow. So here I am. So what specifically does a cement mason do? Great question, because a lot of people here, you know, masonry and they they um, they liken it to brick or block. And there's so many different um, areas of masonry. I'm a concrete or cement mason where I finish, finish, lay concrete. And it would be when you see the high crane, the tower crane going up and those buildings are going from Today it could be floor five and then two weeks it'll be floor eight. I'm the person who will come in 
and pull the concrete and finish that floor and I will take it all the way up to the top. It's also finishing the, the sidewalk that you walk on and patching. And there's so many different facets of masonry and that's just to name a few. Okay, so you're like a concrete worker? Um, concrete finisher, cement mason, <laughs> mason lady. <laughs> we um we have a similar program to Tools and Tiaras here in Baltimore called Camp Newick. And last year our campers got to witness a concrete pour and they were in awe. Um, in fact, my 12 year old daughter, that was what she wanted to be when she grew up when we're, she's like, it's so satisfying watching the finishing happen. It was a really cool experience for the campers. A absolutely. And exactly what your, what your daughter said, it was, or what you just said, it's satisfying. If, if it's satisfying for them to see that process happen, imagine me where 20 years from now or 15 years from now, and I'm driving over a bridge or I'm going through a tunnel and knowing that I played a part in all of that. So absolutely, I, I, I understand the satisfaction. Absolutely. So with that satisfaction, what else makes you passionate about the skilled trades? What makes me passionate is that now, seeing how the trades have evolved, where they're more inclusive to different people and races and sexes and mostly sexes, because when I entered the trade, there was myself and another young lady. There were only two female cement mason, and everyone knew us because it was just the two of us. Mm -hmm. So. Now I work for the city of New York. I work for FDNY and I'm the only female cement mason mm -hmm. at the FDNY. And I love that when I'm driving around because I work in the five boroughs and I see the women and they're doing their job, they're electricians, they're carpenters, they're engineers, and they're all doing it. It's like, it's the most wonderful and satisfying thing to see because the sisters can do it. Mm -hmm. And I love that about it. Now, what, what do you think uh, the education can, system can do to show young girls in particular a pathway in construction? That's also one of the things that we do at Tools and Tiaras. Mm -hmm. We teach. And I remember growing up, we had shop class in school mm -hmm. where we would have woodworking or ironworking and, and just other little things to get us familiar with the trade. And that was one of the things that has been done away with in, in recent years. So what they can do is introduce children to the trade earlier. Um, like I said, in Tools and Tiaras, we, we have workshops where we teach young girls that jobs don't have gender, and that is our motto. So if you could introduce um, the trades into schools earlier, be open-minded. If a girl decides, or a young woman decides that this is what she wants to do, foster that love for whatever that career is or that trade is. Because people, yeah. yeah, people constantly think that they put women in a box that you're supposed to, you're supposed to only be geared for certain jobs. And, and I'm here to prove that that's, that's not, that's wrong. I love that. I absolutely uh, love the the phrase "jobs don't have genders." I, that's 
awesome. Is that your tagline at Tools Tools and Tiaras? Yeah, yeah. Doodling Cassie came up with that. That is the tagline at Tools and Tiaras, and we 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 let girls know that don't you could do it all, whatever you put your mind to. Really great. So doing it all, whatever you can put your mind to, what do you, what are some of the growth opportunities that you see in the skill trades? You'll have a job that you will be absolutely fulfilled doing, no matter what it is, even if it's exposed, if it's not exposed, you will be fulfilled. It's a great salary. We make great money. It's a wonderful living. Um, you will f have friendships, camaraderie, and you will learn something. It's a skill that you will have for life, being in the skill trade. That's something that no one can say, no one can take that from you because this is what you learned and you have pretty much mastered it by the time that you have started and finished your apprenticeship program, if that is available to you where you are. Now, I know you just mentioned you're, you're the only cement mason uh, for F FDNY, uh, but do you think that stereotypes in particular of just men being in the trades, do you think those stereotypes are changing? Oh, yeah. They are changing. And and I feel as, as we get older and that as not only as we get older, as women are put more in the forefront of the trades where if you drive by, and then I say that a lot because I spend a lot of time driving to and from certain jobs, and you see a woman out there doing something, there's just no way that you can say that a woman can't do it. I've seen, and I've worked, you know, I've done pours in different boroughs, and I've seen young, young kids like drive by and they're like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, hello. And they'll ask questions because Again, if you don't see it, you can't be it. But once you see it, it's something you'll aspire to. Well, it's one of my most favorite uh, sayings too, is that if you can if you can see it, you can be it. So, early, rewinding a little earlier, you chatted about um, your relationship with Judeline and how you offered her help, and she said, "No, I want you here with me." So that's kind of a, a sponsorship of like of yourself and um, rather than just trying to ask for your services. So how how important is mentorship or sponsorship has it been to your career? Um, and how how do you think people can give back um, with either? Great question. Um, a lot of the times you being in the trades. And I, I often say, I also often have the same being one of one. A lot of what I learned, no, let me just say that again. All of what I've learned has been taught to me by men. And it's very important because once there is a willingness to do and to be whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, someone out there will be, will be happy to teach you. Now, that's a man, and they're going to teach you from a man's perspective. Now, if you have a woman who, who is willing to walk this path with you or just to talk to you or to mentor you and say, this is what you should do, this is what you should expect, I find that that is most important because 
then when things come at you, you won't be as surprised. And there's no not a dull moment or a dull day in the trade. So yeah, I think I believe it's very important. And I and I've fostered many, many, many great friendships with the men that I've worked with that I I don't see them, but they still keep in touch and they call like at Mother's Days and birthdays and you know, it's important. It really is to have someone there and not to necessarily hold your hand, but to show you that you can be as good as they are at what it is that they're doing. I have a question for you um, regarding, you know, being the only uh, female, probably on a job site often. I know you're definitely the only um, cement mason, but, you know, were there any types of organizations um, or any, even if it was not a real organization, but just a um, casual group that you put together that helped you through those tough times? Because I'm sure it wasn't always easy being the only woman on a job site. Um, when I was coming up in the business, and I call it growing up in the business, when I was coming up in the business, there wasn't really anything. But Judlin has also um, talked to me about the women organizations within each union, because we're union members. Mm -hmm. And they have started the women's committee. And most unions have a women's committee where the women's voices are heard and their concerns are brought to the forefront. And they're looked at and most of the time taken care of. So, and then there, there's, there's that input, you know, and the women's committee, back to what you, the question you asked earlier about mentorship, the women's committee, a lot of times act as mentors for the new members who are also coming in. Awesome. And then before we let you go, uh, Andrea, big picture, uh, what is your outlook outlook on the future of construction. I know in our uh, last podcast with Sandra Benson, we mentioned that in 2022, the need for the the uh, labor in the industry uh, exceeds 600,000 people. Uh, what are some of the ways that the industry can address the labor gap? I um, There was a commercial that I saw the other, I, I can't remember what it was, and it says, I believe the future is women. And open a door, let these women in mm -hmm. because they are willing to learn. And you're not just going to get 10%, you're gonna get 110%. And when you hire a woman and you open the door and let them in, she's not gonna be just the person who buys coffee and she's not gonna be just the person that is just gonna hand you the tool you teach. Um, the future in the trades is diversity. Because certain trades are not just for certain people. And what we can also do to just broaden the horizon of trades is stop stigmatizing it and making it feel like we're not educated people. Because I know people who are electricians who once they graduate from their apprenticeship program, they have a two-year associate degree. Most people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So if your child decides that they don't want to go to um, college or continue their education, if they're entering a trade, they're continuing their education because we have to learn math. We have to learn size, dimension, formula, because there's a formula for, for concrete. So you can measure what it is that you're, you're laying down and how much of it that you need. So education is important for the future 
diversity is important for the future. Inclusion is important for the future. And when I say inclusion, I'm broadening that to, to cover everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's what the future holds. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it goes more than just saying you would hire a woman or a minority, but it's actively seeking out women and minorities. And it may mean um, really taking a deep dive, look at your hiring practices and making sure that there's no unconscious biases because we all have them um, and making sure that you hire, you know, not just what you're saying is the best person for the job. Completely. That you consider the best. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. If Before we go, um, if people wanted to learn more about tools and tiaras, where can they go? www.toolsandtiaras.org. Um, we are on social media, Tools and Tiaras, on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. Um, we also have a podcast. Judlin and I have a podcast called Trades Women Talk. Where we we're um, we're on every platform that you could find a podcast, and we bring trade voices to the forefront, and it's pretty educational. <laughs> awesome! I'm sure we'll be adding those links down below. Great! Thank you very much. This has been awesome. Great meeting. Thank you, you for having me. Thanks for your time, Andrew. Appreciate it. If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcast or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. Another big thank you to our guest, Andrea Harris from Tools and Tiaras. Build Your Path podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.